Um, a couple nights ago, I recorded myself sleeping the entire night. Cool. <laughs> this sounds like a like you know that like in the nineties that there was that one girl that like recorded herself for like fucking twelve years or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she was like the first like YouTuber. Sounds like that. Yeah. I don't know if it was performance art or sexual. I think it was a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I yeah. mean, not white like por qué no los dos. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I haven't listened to it because like I have this really weird fear that at some point in the recording you're gonna hear like a ghost sound and i don't want to like yeah yeah like i'm i'm so scared that like at some point it'll be just like everything's normal you can hear me breathing or whatever you can hear cars going down the street and then yeah you hear like the fucking devil so yeah i don't yes that's gonna be exactly that album number two is scream of just like Speaking of Screamo, oh uh-huh. my god, the 1975 new fucking song is amazing. People, I love it. I love really? it. Really? But I, I would love I it. I haven't listened to it. It's uh, like straight up like fucking 90s Marilyn Manson shit, and I mm. love it. Like, I'm obsessed. Yeah. I like have seen so many memes of the internet of just like, you go to a 1975 concert and they start playing people. Shocked face. Like, Pe- shocked Pikachu. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, and I disagree with them. I love them. But I would yeah. love them because like fucking love Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love Manny Healy, even though he's a jerk. Uh. I thought like 1975 did more like super poppy yeah, stuff. I so. know it's a huge departure. It's uh, wonderful. Is the whole album like that, <coughs> or is it um, just that's the lead that? single? So we have okay. no idea. Whoa! I like. I am like itching in my privates for more <laughs> of it. I am so excited. Have you checked out the new Slater Kinney album? No, I keep forgetting. I Shit, really I'm like so sorry. it. Yeah. I really like it. I put the entire album on my uh, year playlist, Holy shit. which I never do. But yeah. I I listen to it and like, not not every song's perfect, but like, it just works yeah. for some reason. Like I just hmm. think it together, it, and for me, it ha- has to do I think with like Saint Vincent being there and like yes. really helping produce it. Because the sound is so different from any of the their other hmm. albums. <coughs> I so. mean, I like Saint Vincent was like the reason why I fucking repicked up guitar. Yeah, like I love her and I love everything that she does. Yeah, she's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful queer icon. I think, I think I remember talking to Jamie once about either he saw or a friend of him saw. Uh. St. Vincent buying a hot dog in Chicago, like in the street at some point. I was just like, hey, you're St. Vincent. (laughs) 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 And Clark. (laughs) Hello. So, yeah. Mm, I love her. I want to be her. So good. Yeah. 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 So we have three things to do today for this episode. Um. First, we have questions that we haven't answered, and w- we got from an email from a fan over a year ago <laughs> that we've recorded a similar type of conversation answering these questions, like, maybe three or four times at yeah. this point. And, yeah. like, I don't know why we haven't released them yet. It just keeps, like, I don't know. It's one of those episodes that, like, we just weren't feeling it. Yeah. It was just... It wasn't the questions, though. Yeah. It was just, like... Like, we have a couple of episodes in the back catalog that we just, like, like we're just not feeling it. Well, yeah, you could tell that we don't like each other. There's <laughs> 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 the religion episode that's actually, like, really good. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, that one yeah. is still in the back catalog. I think I still have it on my laptop. Uh-huh. Pretty sure I do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's That's funny. Okay, so <laughs> really quickly, um, our fan Dante, who I hope it still listens, I don't know, in the past like year and a half, maybe I they stopped listening. But um, the questions were like, the first question was like, where do you feel gender and what does gender feel like to you? So I think it's to me in both extremes of like euphoria and like pain Mm -hmm. like where's your euphoria and where do things hurt yeah because like what i figured out from having to dress business casual is that i fucking hate it because it takes out all of the sex and gender out of anything yeah 
and I just have to dress like a fucking dude or I'm being disrespectful. Um, and that uh, makes me fucking miserable and it makes my personality go away. Mm-hmm. And that is a pretty good indicator that I don't fucking love it. Um, <coughs> there's also like certain things where like, I don't know, th- there's certain things that make you feel euphoric and mm. uh like i don't know for me it's like when somebody yells like hey girls and it's like all girls and me in a room and then they're like yeah just leave it that way and i'm like yes see with that i was thinking like is that that like i don't know for me in some ways that means that like the person outside has that power that like that power of not changing it or using it and so on that is where gender to me i feel like my gender is in um like the feeling of euphoria and the feeling of like devastation yeah like i uh like for me when i was like i don't know like 18 19 i had like no personality and i had no fucking clue who I was and I was just completely like just empty like I didn't really have preferences I didn't really like me I mean that's not completely true mm-hmm. but it wasn't quite as a uh, whooping coffee yeah um that's for and sure. uh for me like drugs really really helped to kind of expand who I am and like really really exaggerate who I am and through yeah. drugs I kind of found out like oh I am really really fond of sex jokes um i really like wearing lipstick um and uh, i really like being called her and mm-hmm. um so it kind of uh it was those moments of euphoria of like <clears throat> i remember like buying a blood pill and like lip syncing to um i think it was bloody mary by lady gaga in my room and like biting the blood pill and having on a bunch of like makeup and like that was just like a moment of like like I felt the most myself. Yeah. Um, so I am vampire gender. I'm coming out. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm coming out as goth. <laughs> as goth. <laughs> yeah. So for me, drugs kind of like helped me like experience that sense of euphoria, and the sense of euphoria for me seemed to be very centered around not being a boy mm-hmm. um and there's also the sense of like I, like it, it's not that the trans experience is misery but there's a lot of fucking parts about being trans that are fucking miserable and yeah. I fucking hate yeah um, a lot of it unfortunately like especially what you see about it is about like either melancholy or just dysphoria. like depression or dysphoria discomfort. yeah discomfort like and just the, looking and at a little kid and just being like you look really uncomfortable and it's not to say that those are not like well i my my thing is like y- those are part of the experience my fear is that sometimes we divide that into uh into like people who pass don't have those problems anymore yeah and the people who don't pass have to deal with those problems all the time and i don't think that like binary is that helpful at all Mm -mm. so nope it's also like from as someone who is like me and like really wants to get a ton of plastic surgery Mm -hmm. um in reading people's experience with plastic surgery it's kind of disheartening to see that like it's kind of like dyeing your hair. You think that it's going to change your hair texture yeah. and make it super different, but you like dye your hair and like, yeah, it's purple for sure. But it does the exact same thing that it used to do before mm-hmm. that you hated. Yeah. <laughs> so you're um, still the same person. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, like it, it's kind of, yeah, it's a mental game, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, but, <clears throat> yeah, there is a certain amount of misery to being trans, I feel. Yeah. Um You were going you were talking about the euphoria especially. Oh, yeah. So. Um but that's kind of not like at a certain point you can't like as somebody who cares very very much about what people think about me and mm-hmm. their opinions about me, I uh it's really hard for me to not invest my gender. Yeah in like people gendering me correctly mm. and people viewing me a certain way Same. in um how I'm perceived. Uh 
and I think what I want from my gender is to move it more to that euphoria place mm-hmm. um, and to um, just kind of really be myself and not give a fuck yeah. as much. And I think that the older that I get, the more my sense of transness is becoming less about misery and more about euphoria. That's good. Yeah, that, That's some progress there. Yeah. I, for me, I think it's like slowly taking that power away from others and uh, having that power myself. So mm-hmm. like to see gender in whatever way that I want to see it. Yeah. Um, yesterday was kind of a weird experience because I had a, um, so this, is, this is like the first week of school and everything. And I told like all my students, uh, that I'm using SG now as like my name. And I was also like telling them about like really quickly, just like my pronouns and everything. And then yesterday on the second day of class, a kid after class like came up to me and was just like asking me why I I used they, them pronouns and things like that. And um, even though it was interesting. I don't know how I felt, how I feel about that experience because like, I, I don't know if, I don't think I felt comfortable telling that student like mm-hmm. that because like, it's a very personal thing to talk about your gender and yeah. everything. And like it, I, yes, it's important for people to like have an idea of, uh, of certain things, but like, I, I don't know. It just, it feels weird to me. Mm -hmm. So do you feel that thing where you like kind of have to like, in order to not have like a half an hour conversation, you kind of have to like play everything as like really light and humorous with everything. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Oh, not a big deal. Eh. Yeah. Or I mean, just like introduce it as like, like, Oh yeah. I'm, I'm star gender now. Yeah. Or like whatever. Like I I'm coming out as emo. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The four genders. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Though I do I do enjoy me a good two gender joke. (laughs) Like (laughs) the ah the two genders and then (laughs) whatever it is. Yeah. That meme's not getting old just yet. No, no, not yet. And I'm actually surprised by how long it's been. I'm very like taken aback by the creativity of human beings and not it's literally the same fucking joke yeah and like i don't know yeah it's great but yeah but the punchline's always different yeah that's why like there's a million knock knock jokes as well so yeah um another question that so dante asked about like certain things having to do with the podcast so like if we could have more people on we're going to release in a couple of weeks, if not like a month or so, an episode where I interviewed um, our queer theory professor from several years ago, uh, Summer Pennell, and it was an amazing interview. Like, I enjoyed it so much. I, I'm so excited to hear it because I'm not in it and I don't have to hear my, hear my voice. <laughs> My yeah, opinions about it, things. and there's also like ah, uh, there there are there's a baby that talks during part of it. Oh, so good. Um, the next part was like the next question was about uh, were are the lips on our like cover thing uh, a reference to Rocky Horror? Yes, they're mine. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yes, absolutely, one hundred and eighty-five percent. Like yes, Rocky Horror is like. The God, most you made that three years ago. I know it's fucking nuts. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I uh, like. I actually think I've lost the original photos. Oh really? I, yeah, because um, when oh, I switched the over original to the, ones, of yeah. like your lips. Yeah. Well, huh. like the um, the photos that I like, like that look that I did yeah. where I like cropped out the things. It out. Yeah. Um, because I switched phones and I uh, like I didn't have enough space to like really transfer it to the new phone Uh that's a shame but it lives on in the podcast yeah i i have it saved oh Uh, cool so um yeah that's really i i remember us like trying to figure out what we wanted for it and like we kept coming up with like not great ideas and then you came in with that and i was like yes this is exactly what we're going for i mean like rocky horror is like 
the most unabashedly queer thing yeah. ever. Yeah. Like it problematic at points, but yeah, uh, what is it? What it's is okay. it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The the last thing that Dante asked was, uh, how did you come up with your uh, aliases? Oh, <laughs> um, do you want to start? Um, I guess like mine comes directly from the fact that so Moon Poet, it's kind of a play on how like all poets write about the moon and shit. And of course, I love like all space stuff. Uh, David Bowie and all the other constellations. Um, but yeah, just my Twitter handle. I, I was just like, okay, that, that seems good because like you already had one and I was trying to figure out what I should go as for the podcast. And mm -hmm. then I was just like, I could just use my Twitter handle. Yeah. So, um, mine is my drag name, whooping cough. Yeah. Uh, it, we came up with it. I, I don't. I really like. Honestly, don't remember. I thought about it for like yeah. years. I don't remember if um, like you came up with it we or I came up with it. But we were like hanging out at uh -huh. um, Laura's house. Yeah. Our like my print professor. Yeah. And we were we um, were like uh, house dog sitting, sitting dog sitting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were dog sitting Luna, and uh, we were just like in the back, and we were like just we had this like running joke of like. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome yeah. to the stage. Like, wow, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we were just coming up with a <coughs> bunch of different yeah. names. Yeah. And uh, one of the things was just like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, oh, chlamydia. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. welcome to the stage, gonorrhea. Uh -huh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, whooping cough. Yeah. And like, I just remember fucking dying laughing. I think it was the funniest like drag name ever. So I just adopted it. And I've like, I've never, like, I don't really do drag because I can't mm -hmm. dance and I can't do anything. Um, and I'm not particularly great at makeup, but it was just kind of the thing where I'd like show up to like parties and try to fuck straight dudes and yeah. drag <laughs> and like a shitty, <laughs> shitty, shitty, shitty wig. Uh -huh. um, and I'd be like, oh, my name is Flippin' Cough. Yeah. This is Dr. Flippin' Cough. Like, just like James Bond I, German accent. Yeah. I, rem I remember the night that we came up with that. Yeah. I don't remember which one of us said it, but like I do remember us like dancing up and down like the lawn yeah. and uh, <laughs> like the backyard and just like laughing so hard at like some of the different ones yeah. that we were coming up with especially when we got to like the diseases. Uh, like the diseases yeah <laughs> it got very interesting yeah um yeah at the point chlamydia wasn't like a personal experience of mine yeah um, yeah, it was just a joke. So it was just <laughs> like, yeah, no. And then eventually it became a little bit more personal. And then fucking Whooping Cough came to like Urbana when we moved here. Whooping like Cough? Was a, yeah, no, there was a case of Whooping Cough. Around oh, here. really? Fucking I didn't know that. And I was like, wow, I brought it with me. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it was great. I just really, really loved it. And I thought it was a really fucking yeah. funny drag name. And it's like kind of my imaginary drag band name. So I use it now in the band, like in the band I'm Whooping Cough. Oh, really? Yeah, just because I think it's fucking funny. Yeah. I don't use it. I don't use mine anywhere else but here. The other alias that I tend to use is Hurricane. Uh, that came from like uh, the D and D game that we played like <laughs> three years emotionally ago. Emotionally intense. D &D yeah. Game oh my ever. god. I we still. I still like wake up sweating thinking about what I did. <laughs> no, it was bad. We like ended up like I just like all of us like. We'd all kind of gotten stir crazy mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. Like we, we were all, we'd stayed uh, like a summer after graduation uh -huh. for um, Moon Poet and I. Uh, and uh, just cause we wanted to hang out before we like all yeah. went our separate ways. And uh, um, it was four of us. And like, we, we were the only people that saw each other. And like uh -huh. by the end of it, like I was having like horrible, horrible, horrible anxiety. Yeah. Where I like, could you were going like actually like, insane. It seemed I like leave my apartment for like three weeks. Um, and I was only getting like four hours of work, so that yeah. worked out really well. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It was like money problems and like horrible dysphoria and anxiety, and I just come out publicly, mm -hmm. and I was just a fucking mess. And and all of us were just kind of very, 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 very stir crazy. Yeah. Um. That's that's what you hear in the first like four or five episodes. Yeah. Is that experience of us going I, through yeah, that. Yeah. I was going fucking crazy. Uh huh. Um. And, uh, like, also just, like, super anorexia and, yeah. like, all that kind of stuff, which was great. I was um, trying to get used to having a dog yeah. <laughs> all the time. Oh, my God. That's right. Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I had never, like, 
I had grown up with pets, but like they didn't mean as much as like like we're treating homes like homes is part of the family but like back then my idea of pets were just as pets and so on but that's a very cultural thing as well i yeah. think it's very so. hispanic yeah yeah i have a very hard time like thinking of animals as like yeah. part of the family that's one of the lovely things about american culture honestly mm-hmm. i it's i agree it's a good thing like i like keep doing that america yeah. you're doing like great. when i go to pet stores and like people really care about their animals um i used to think that was like way too much but like it makes sense it's it's and it's like i i think about it all the time now especially because uh stephanie and Holmes aren't here and when i come home i'm just like oh i can't wait to see Holmes and so on and and everything and then Holmes isn't here and i'm just like oh fuck (laughs) like i'm all alone (laughs) (laughs) yep because even when you're alone with a pet, you're not alone. So yeah, I mean it's a living, breathing being. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, so the D and D game. Mm-hmm. So the whole the whole premise of the D and D game, th- which our friend Grace, uh, who now okay, plug podcast. Yeah, uh, yes, good podcast. Uh, follow them on Twitter yeah. and like listen to their shit. Our their last friends, episode, Grace and Amy. Um, they're yeah. in Chicago. The their last episode was um, about queer about eye. Queer Eye, and it was lovely. Like, yeah. it was super great, like, it was, wonderful in-depth It was point-to-point, point, like, the s- similar the conversation, conversation that, that we, we had about it right before we recorded the last episode of yeah, the podcast. Yeah. No, wonderful, wonderful podcast. Yeah, it was um, good. Follow them. Anyway, so Grace the Ghost Ghost. Go- ghost, ghost, ghost host. Ghost host. <laughs> Guacamole. Uh, and uh, um, she was our um, DM. Our DM. Yeah. And uh, she'd made this like the whole crux of the thing is that um, Sebastian or Hurricanes uh, like mm-hmm. uh, like deity die. He um, was going to die. Yeah. Um, well, had essentially died. Yeah. And there was kind of a hole in the universe about it. And um, certain little like hints were given to me by die. He to to bring die. He back. So. Yeah. So we literally spent the entire campaign trying to bring Daihi back, and it uh-huh. all ended up in like a culmination of like I had to decide whether or not to kill one of the like one of my family members, so you, Stephanie, or Holmes, uh, in order to bring my god back. Yeah, and um, and that was like such a complicated. The thing is, we were all fucking wasted. Yeah. And really emotional. And like all of us were like really stir crazy and Mm -hmm. super like anxious uh and defensive. And it like it ended up in like Grace watching all of us like yell at each other of just like, I can't believe that you were actually planning on killing me. Well, yeah. Like I don't understand. Like this is so typical. Okay, let's uh, gonna throw you under the bus for a couple things. Um you were a human being with a whip. Um, not, not a great rogue (laughs) at all. (laughs) No, (laughs) like you, my characteristic was getting critical failures. Yeah. You mostly just like hung around and tried to be kinky and that was it. (laughs) Like that's true. (laughs) Functionally not super useful. Yeah. Functionally not super useful, but in the story you were like our adult, our adopted kid. So like, yeah. Um, so yeah, ended up in a huge emotional, like, kerfuffle that yeah. we all kind of like got real quiet oh, afterwards. Yeah. And Grace just kind of like sat there and was just like, "What the fuck have I done?" Yeah, it was great. The it, most emotional. It, yeah, game the thing ever. is, like, it's still. I I can't say it wasn't a good game. Yeah. Like it was a very enjoyable game. Yeah, like even my like piece of trash self that was like literally just trying to find grinder hookups the entire time like IRL while we were playing. Yeah. Like it w- it was really fun. Like I I'm horrible at board games. I'm horrible at Yeah, down. you do not pay I don't attention. like them. I think they're really fucking boring. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not great at D&D. I don't like the rules. I don't like the waiting. I don't really? like sitting. Like it's just it's not my thing. I love playing D&D. Like it's just not for me. So like I was being a piece of shit and then i was like also super anxious mm-hmm. and like the whole thing like it was just it was a lot yeah but um yeah because like the last battle was battling this um 
this like priestess of yeah. that had taken Daihi's powers and everything and um you and Stephanie and Holmes were fighting her while I was like having to morally deal with the issue of like oh I have to kill one of my friends no you were like, like fucking crying yeah because like I, I I it was a lot it was so intense yeah um actually really funny thing um in about a month or so I'm gonna go visit uh Grace's family with Grace and Stephanie and we're gonna play a D and D campaign with Grace's dad. Nice. Where he's going to be DMing and most likely Grace's family members are also gonna play with us and I'm so excited. That sounds And we're really, gonna really be really like fun. level twenty. Like we're not we're not, we're not doing like the baby shit. Yeah, yeah. We're doing like hardcore shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm nice. so fucking excited. It's gonna be awesome. I'm glad um, that I won't be there to ruin it. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's the story of our aliases. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a PSA to never ever make me play a board game because mm-hmm. I will make you miserable yeah. by how awful I am. Well, drunk like Jenga, drunk was Jenga was great. Was good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, where we would do like uh, different truth or dare e. Yes. Type things along with it. That was a lot of fun. And the pizza game was great. Yeah. But that's like barely game. a board game. Yeah. That's yeah. like mostly just yeah. your imagination. Stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love me some alcohol. Yeah. I, oh man. That was an interesting summer as well. That other. It was a great summer. summer. It was a terrible summer, but it was also mm-hmm. a really great summer. Yeah. Um, so the second thing that we're going to kind of talk about is, um, I had you listen to episode 13 of the Just Between Us podcast. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening to this and you don't know Gabby Dunn and Allison Raskin, I don't know how you don't. Like, like we talk about them quite often slash, Constantly. like, I, I don't know. They're, they're, like, at least still, to me, they're, they're huge inspirations. Yeah, so. no, they are, like... Like, they're the kind of people that I listen to when I, like, want to figure out how I want to grow as a yeah. person. Yeah. And, like, Gabby Dunn to me has, like, been, like, my role model for years. Mm-hmm. And it's still, like, that episode was, like, like listening to the Gabby Dunn shit. Like, I yeah. fucking cried at the gym and then had to, like, leave. Yeah. Um, so, essentially, in the episode, so, the show originally started as a youtube show then uh they did skits and everything and then they started doing a bunch of different new stuff uh on their channel which they then proposed uh to stitcher as a podcast and then this particular episode has to deal with like um they talked about uh what was it they they talked about like astrology. They talked yeah. about like looking at their different signs and everything. And then they uh, had a conversation at the end about like checking in. So like checking in with your friend and especially Gabby Dunn at that point was dealing with a lot of um, like suicidal ideation and depression and everything. And um, yeah, I I like I was thinking about it and I like the idea of checking in on people and doing it i just i'm i don't know i like i don't know how i feel about it for me practically i just feel awkward and i yeah. really shouldn't be like i know that like in listening to it i was like well i don't want to do that mm-hmm. but like i know that i really shouldn't like and i have that's friends the stigma that I, like, yeah. that's the stigma about it like holding us back <clears throat> not to plug someone else but uh, my friend anna real um mm-hmm. at the real oh, yeah. anna um is a um, lifestyle blogger yeah um and uh i like uh, we went to theology school together, which was mm-hmm. two of like the darkest, most fucking awful years of my life. Yeah. Um, and weirdly, I talked to like her more than I talked to like anybody else. Yeah. Like I text her more She's than super I text nice. my boyfriend. I like her. Um, and uh, like that has been one of the most like helpful friendships for me mm-hmm. because Anna is just like such a good person. <laughs> yeah. And I'm such a chaotic, neutral person, uh-huh. but like I have enough good in me to like kind of relate to that like wanting to be better thing but yeah. like there's the like evil part of me that i just like i have no desire to better myself at mm-hmm. all um and that's one of the things that uh she and i like i i don't know she she's like really really helped me to kind of 
like give a shit about mm-hmm. other people and like she's one of the people that like constantly checks up on me and i feel like i at least try to constantly yeah. check up on her and make sure that she's doing okay so like to me like seeing how much that friendship means to me because of that like was really helpful because i think that like a year ago if i had listened to the podcast um and then done that i would have just been like i'm gonna fuck that no mm-hmm. i can do this myself i can fix myself yeah but it is genuinely really helpful. And yeah. I've seen that from my um, friendship with um, Anna. Yeah. I recently, I remember Eric sent me a text message asking me how I was and like uh, then asked me like, do you like being checked up on? And I was just like, yeah, like that honestly being asked how I am is the best way for me to, to like start the conversation because i feel too awkward or like i don't want to impose any information on like people and everything and well sometimes i do sometimes i do and that's very like sometimes i'm just like all right let's talk about what like all the deep dark things going on in my head but um but yeah and since then eric every once in a while like we we're just texting and then he'll ask like hey how's everything going like how are you feeling and then that is just so it's freeing to to do that and to check up i also like every day i write at least one sentence about how i was feeling that day so i'm keeping track of just like my general mood uh from day to day and um it's it's weird to see like the cycles of that going mm-hmm. over and over again. So I feel like I should do that. And like and the the desire for self improvement is mm-hmm. something that I need to work on really? developing. <laughs> um, because that's like one of the biggest things for me is that I am constantly trying to figure out how to improve myself. Like even though I might not be great, like my, my thing is that I want to try to be better. So, yeah, I think I just like, I think in the last, what one of the conversations that was really like poignant to me in the way that Gabby Dunn was describing herself is that, um, she was saying that she has this, like, she talks about, um, throwing away all her food and like hiding it from her ex-girlfriend. Yeah. 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 Um, because she was so afraid of people finding out that she eats the same thing every mm-hmm. single day yeah. um, and has these very, very set routines because yeah. she has this desire to be perceived as somebody who is like wild and like mm-hmm. experimental and like down Different. for anything yeah. and like, um, yeah, I'll go on a camping trip for like six yeah. weeks. We'll leave tomorrow. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is so you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, exactly. Like I like I have this enormous desire to be perceived as like really fucking chill, mm-hmm. like, um, like down for anything, really fucking kinky, like, yeah, um, exciting, weird, like rock star, drug, yeah. psychedelic person, which like I am, I really am. It's not completely a facade, yeah. But there's a huge, but amount it's not of as big of a part of you yeah. as like the rest of it yeah. is. To me. Like, I didn't even realize that I had that part of me that's, like, eating the same. Because, like, literally, Mm -hmm. when I go to the cafeteria at work, like, I eat the same salad every single day. I have my, like, comfort foods. And, like, today, like, I was having lunch with another coworker, and she was like, we should eat Subway. And, like, it took so much of me to be like, okay, we should eat Subway. Because I was like, I, like, that salad. Like, I know how many calories are in that fucking salad. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like yeah i calorie count like a motherfucker i'm very very that very so f- anal yeah. about like everything yeah um i have everything sort of set in a very particular way if you've ever worked with me musically which like Gemma and elena i'm so sorry like i am such an anal f- motherfucker for like i everything. can imagine and, and i have like i i i hide that part of myself mostly yeah um and i'm very very ashamed of the part of me that's uh like organized and yeah uh, like which is calm and wants to stay in all day yeah which is funny because like for me right now like a major part of me is like trying to project to people that i am organized and that i am very like that like when you come over to my house it's not a fucking like crazy place like it's a very kind of 
it's a place that I keep up, I clean, I keep myself very organized, and uh, people just, like, think, have this image of me, especially because of how I look, uh, that I'm just, like, all the time, like, I don't know, bouncing off the walls and everything, so. Yeah. No, you are very organized, yeah. and, like, that's part of the only reason why anything gets done. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, like, But at the same time, like, I'm about to release an episode, or an episode, an album on yeah. Sunday. So, like, clearly I can't get awesome. shit done, too. But, um, I, yeah. Um, it's very much that Gabby Allison, like, balance, though. Yeah. I don't remember why she was crying about that. Yeah, like, I... She, she was crying because um, she she just, like, doesn't she's afraid of like what people would think uh, about like that such a big difference yeah. uh, with her. And then um, later on she was crying about like the fear of things, n- that negative feeling never ending. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, yeah, I felt that a lot because I definitely cried like at the same parts <laughs> with Gabby and part mm-hmm. of it's just like empathetic crying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the more I thought about it, like I think about like my relationship right now and like the way that I introduced Kyle is that like, he's not my type, like absolutely not my type. Yeah. Like, um, he is like anal and organized and like clingy and it's surprising. Yeah. That's yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the thing is that like on the inside, like I like, I really just kind of want to like stay home and be really clingy and cuddle. Yeah. Um, and which is why I haven't like socialized with anybody in like forever. Yeah. Um, so clearly there's the part of me that is not horribly adventurous. And now I have to like drag the adventurous part of me out again. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like rock star dreams. I fucking hate working in an office. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't seen that new, El- that movie about Elton John. Have you seen it? I yet? didn't really care to. Yeah. I like, I didn't care to see it, but like I keep seeing things on Tumblr about it. And, um, I just, I I saw this like GIF set that I really enjoyed. Um, what is happening outside my window? Um, oh no! I hope it's not the census. <laughs> um, anyway, there's this GIF set of like him getting ready to uh, perform the the famous like Dodgers like. Uh, concert where he has like that uh sequenced dodgers outfit and everything and apparently he was like he had od'd or something the night before and um he he was getting ready for the concert and like you see people like putting clothes on him and him and him not being interested him being kind of out there and then someone hands him the bat and his face immediately changes as he's heading out um, what I find really interesting about that image of Elton John, like, stepping out into the crowd and everything is that that is just, like, that is, for me, almost, like, my everyday thing of dealing with depression, of just, like, not being interested and then stepping out the door and you have to, like, take the bat and, like, go out there and do your best. Like, there's no, there's no other thing you can't you can't just go to the stage and be like i od'd last night like you can do that and there's some honor in that as well but yeah i don't know do you feel that like being a teacher has like do you feel that that performativity has like kind of helped you sort of uh whistle a happy tune and everything's all right the happiness in the tune makes me think that it like has it like you think that it helps you or hurts you? I don't know. Um, I think partially, um, at least the first semester that I did it was kind of a negative thing um, because, like, I was teaching and then um, I think just the general, like, repetition of everything. So, like, I had the same I, – I teach the same class back-to-back – and then at that time, I was teaching three times a week. So it felt like I was doing three short plays back to back, saying the same things over and over again, which 
started driving me like crazy. And then I would have these huge piles of papers that I had to grade and everything. And like, yeah, that's that's stuff that you have to kind of get used to as a teacher. But um, dealing with depression along with that was not easy because like I had dealt with depression and had the pressure of my own work on top of me. But this is like also the pressure of other people's work on yep. top of me <laughs> and like their academic careers are essentially in my hands to some extent. So like and I also the loneliness of coming back here and like, yeah. Yeah. And having to like being here, having no one to really talk to. Um, and just like when I did talk about teaching, it was always like negative and it wasn't just me talking negatively. It was like the people around me yeah. as well as my family and everything. And it just felt like, oh, so none of this is ever going to get better. It's always going to be this shitty. Great. Uh, like fucking fantastic. And then that's where like I kind of had a bit of a spiral. And then I was just like, I need meds. Like I need like I'll shake anyone fucking down for for drugs something yeah yeah something to like at least level me out which i was able to get it before the end of the semester but um yeah i it, it, it was too hard it was too hard of a process especially for someone who was like having fucking like issues doing anything let alone making that process of being able to be seen by a doctor and then having them approve that and everything too fucking difficult. I remember um, one of the things was uh, a nurse gave me like a, a depression test and um, I think it was like out of 12 points or something and I had an eight and I was like, oh, fuck, I should have like, I should have tried harder. <laughs> like, like I was, there was that part of me of just like, fucking B grade. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I don't have fucking like B fucking grade. Like depression. yeah, depression. Like fucking A plus shit here. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah. Do you feel that the meds have like kind of helped? With that it's uh, it's what it's exactly kind of do. So, um, I'm on two antidepressants, um, Lexapro and then some other shit. Um, and <laughs> It, it essentially like levels me out mm -hmm. so um it makes it so that the hard days aren't as hard but they're still like they're still down days but they're mm -hmm. not like scraping the bottom of the ocean floor bad yeah so um and it doesn't mean that those days are less common. It just means that those days have less of a hold on you. So, like, there's that aspect of it. Um, having been on them for all, getting to, like, nine or ten months now, um, it, it's been good. I no longer feel kind of the difference because, like, before within the first few weeks of using them i could tell like drastically that my that my brain chemistry was different like i could actually feel it in my head but also like i have uh different like physical um like rep not representations but physical effects of depression i've always felt like a a pressure on a uh the front of my brain whenever i've was like super depressed i no longer have that thankfully um and it used to be like years before teaching um that pressure would only appear like during finals uh season during that time period where you're just like really working uh a lot and trying to get everything done but with the pressure of teaching it was all the time like it was every single day felt like it was finals week and that pressure was there and i kept telling my therapist i was just like i don't know how i can fucking do this uh and how long i can do this because like yeah i i thought about not finishing my program and everything because of it so but yeah the the meds do make it better um the the thing is like figuring out whether or not like changing meds might be a good idea at some point yeah so yeah cool yeah that's very interesting like i like i 
Yeah. I have had kind of like a bad relationship. I've had a good relationship, but also a bad relationship with therapy and that like, I've never really had a therapist that I totally trusted. Yeah. Like I used therapy to like kind of get over anorexia mm-hmm. to the point that I like didn't die when I was like fucking 14. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's also just like, I don't know. Like I, I've never really had a therapist that I like really, really trusted. Yeah. Um, mostly because I have a massive superiority complex and it's hard for me to think of anybody as like smarter than myself, which yeah. is really awful and dumb cause I'm not that great. Um, and also maybe the fear that the other person is smarter than you Yeah, can be intimidating. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I've gotten to the point where I actually have insurance and now it's like an actual, like, I can't just be like, oh, I'm too poor. can't have therapy. Like now I have to like kind of be like, oh, now I have insurance. I should probably look into that Yeah. because I'm kind of getting to the point that I'm a little non-functional. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's kind of terrifying. Like, yeah, it's, it's terrifying. It's actually. not an easy process finding someone that'll work for you. Yeah. So it's like, I'm also just like really tired. Like that to me is like, that's been the thing the last like year is that I am just like wiped out Mm -hmm. um, and constantly can just like feel nothing. Yeah. So it's to the point that I like, I still function, but I'm not like high functioning. Like I used to be, I like, I can't like in trying to make live things of like the recording things mm-hmm. like i can fake energy in a recording because you can't see my face but yeah. like when you see my but entire body life, like yeah. there's the crippling everything of like body dysmorphia and feeling like massively like huge just oafish yeah. like taking up the entire room and like so it's it's getting to the point that i really can't like i'm just i'm not functioning well mm-hmm. and before i used to like weed like weed and alcohol and right now the alcohol is like kind of getting a little bit bad yeah. and out of hand because um, I've like just like completely like just gone straight for the hard shit because I really fucking love dark liquor. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I don't know. I like I can see myself slipping really hard mm-hmm. um, and I need to actually do something about it. And yeah. that's terrifying. So that's why I want to know more because like experience yeah. is great. Um a couple things real quick about therapy. Like right now I'm going through a little like period where I'm just like, have I outgrown my therapist where you're like, where I have to think, is this the type of relationship I want to continue holding um, with my therapist? And do I want someone different? Uh, Because like, I think I've hit a point where I can do as much progress with this therapist as I can. Um, and especially like there are points where he'll say where I'll propose something and something that I'm kind of excited about. And then he'll say something negative about it. And that isn't like super helpful for me right now. Um, before it might've been helpful to kind of keep me grounded to some extent, but right now that's not necessarily something that I'm looking for. So Yes. Um, finding a therapist isn't fun or easy. Um, but it, you, I think it helps to kind of know your spiel. Like it helps, uh, kind of to know what you want to say at that first, like, uh, therapy session of just like, okay, here are all the things I'm dealing with right now. And then you would mention like body dysmorphia and so, and so on and so forth. And, like, lay it all on the table to begin with so as to figure out, like, not necessarily, like, a track, but, like, whether or not that therapist, like, can mm-hmm. crack into those things yeah. in sort particular. Yeah, test run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Because yeah. that first session is just getting to know each other. Like, it's, it's a fucking date that you're paying, like, fucking too much for, <laughs> and you're not getting any food out of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, perfect anorexic date. <laughs> perfect <God>. bottom date. <laughs> I had um, a very long conversation today about like what it takes to be a bottom because like yeah. I like I forget that people don't know that like you have to fucking clean out. Yeah. Uh, except I don't most of the time. I'm really fucking lazy. Um, but yeah, that was great. Um, 
and <laughs> it was a lot of very revealing. Yeah. Anyway. Um, there was something else that I wanted to talk about. You were mentioning trying to find a therapist. Uh, what else were you talking about before that? Drugs. Drugs. Oh, yeah. So alcohol and shit. Um, I am actually thinking of not drinking uh, during September um, because n- not because like I'm drinking too much, but it's more that just like it's kind of a daily thing right now where I'll just drink a little bit every day. And um, even though that's OK, like there's a part of me that's just like I, I don't want to do this all the time. I want yeah. it to be kind of like a not so like constant experience. And, um, yeah, th- I might, I might drink during one week, uh, one weekend of September because I'm going to be given free alcohol. So, you know, you got to think about <laughs> certain yeah. things, but it, have you ever seen the, the video that, uh, Dodie did about not drinking? Yeah. Um, cause she did it because of, uh, um, sh- what's her name? Uh, Lucy Moon. Lucy Moon. Yeah. 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 I did. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was rewatching that recently and thinking about like, yeah, at some point you have to like think about the relationship that you have with certain things and not only with alcohol and all that, but also like with your phone, with like YouTube, with whatever that you find like escape in there, there's sometimes you might have a, to have a conversation with yourself about like, why are you doing these things and how are those things affecting you? Yeah. To me, I don't think that I would have noticed it if like Kyle hadn't kind of been there to witness it. Cause mm. I like, it's kind of gotten to the point where like Kyle comes home and I'm like, I'm tipsy and like, yeah, Kyle's just like again and I'm like fuck you and like yeah, yeah I uh I don't know it, it it became even more apparent yesterday this has kind of been a very recent thing for yeah, me like figuring yeah. it out it kind of became even more apparent yesterday because we're like trying to work on live versions of the album mm. and I so rely on being on drugs like high or drunk like for a performance yeah um and trying to pull a personality out of myself without being drunk or high is like fucking pulling teeth Mm -hmm. and it sucks because I'm having to like relearn how to be fun to watch while not being intoxicated. And I don't want to be drunk always because like drunk me isn't very pretty and I want to be pretty. It's like the number one thing that I think about. Um, But uh, you lose some of the enjoyment at some point as well. Yeah, I like, to me, I like I find myself kind of in the way that like I remember being like twelve, thirteen, like living through the entire day being like I can get home and masturbate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've kind of been living like I can go home, have uh, a couple of shots of whiskey and kind of turn into myself again. And that's yeah. kind of scaring me. Yeah. Like I like. It's kind of scaring me that I'm, like, losing grip of so who I am. So do you think that without um, Kyle saying something, you wouldn't have noticed it as, like, easily? No, if I'd have been by myself, like, I would probably fully be an alcoholic right mm-hmm. now. Because I have, a, a, like, I, drugs did a lot of good things for me. Yeah. Um, you have positive, like... Yeah. Uh, S- yeah yeah and like kyle does like just absolutely doesn't understand drugs at all Mm. like to him uh he like tried weed once and it turns out that somebody like um actually gave him like synthetic marijuana and he like like half of his body went numb and like so like for him like drugs are like fully like 100 percent bad there is nothing good that comes from drugs um and he's also seen Makes like sense. the effect that it has on me and the way that I talk about drugs and that I like I kind of avoided any sort of feeling at all because like from like time that I was like 20 until like 23 24 mm-hmm. um with like weed and yeah. like cigarettes and like um anything like that um and alcohol um because I like I could not process anything like that that mm-hmm. summer that we spent in Kirksville like I had like just come out to my family. I um, I was m- miserable and like massively suicidal and mm-hmm. like really anorexic and like wasn't eating at all. And 
really weak and was at a job that like I fucking hated because it was manual labor. Yeah. And it was the first job where I like was like post college and I genuinely had zero enjoyment of any of it. And that's a huge shock to your system. Like now I've, it's kind of been like two, three years in and like, I have kind of adjusted to the fact that I am going to like enjoy 0% of eight hours of every Mm -hmm. single day, um, which I'm trying to get out of that by becoming famous. So follow me. Um, and uh yeah i like i i didn't know how to cope with any of it uh, and i did not have the capacity or the tools or the strength to deal with my emotions so i mm-hmm. think that postponing it by being like drunk and high all the time was probably the best decision that i could yeah. have made because it would have been overwhelming and without being completely numb i would have probably like yeah. killed myself um, but now it's come to the point where I'm dependent on it to not feel um, mm-hmm. all that and I'm having to like actually deal with it and it's been the last like couple of years that I like I have to relearn how to live my life sober yeah and I really don't like being sober but like yeah. this like I like that is what I've divulged to Kyle there's um yeah and that's like hard to like come to realization yeah. with so. so like to him I like I came to him at a point in my life where I was like needing to kind of chill yeah on the drugs yeah um I yeah for me it's more just like because my family has had like a history of uh alcoholism and things like that I am constantly just like checking in with myself of and it's the anxiety and everything just being like Hey, are you falling down this same rabbit hole? Um, are you going to go to a tree and drink yourself to yeah, death? Yeah, yeah. Are you going to do this or not? And <laughs> and I sometimes that conversation is a little bit difficult with myself about like whether or not uh, I am going to do certain things um, or whether something's going to happen, um, whether I'm going to like whether I want to always be drunk or something like that. And I was at the Mal Blum concert uh, in Chicago, which I loved. It was an amazing concert and everything. But, like, I, we didn't have dinner, and uh, we drank a little bit, and I just got, like, for myself, for my own enjoyment, I got too drunk. And... Um, after that, I was just like, that was fun. That was okay. And it was safe and everything. But, like, I don't like that feeling. Like, it's not a fun feeling. I don't either. So I don't like being trashed. It's yeah. not fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I don't know. It's just. To me, there's also a problem in that, though. Because, like, in uh, watching, like, Recovering Meth Addicts, because I fucking love Meth Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Uh, it's been a very like common theme in what I've seen that um, the real problem is like like moderates like you and me yeah. like we we don't love being trashed um, but it's just kind of uh, like yeah like constant like you get home you like are just kind of are yeah tipsy that like the not none of it ever screams like Britney moment except for the time that I shaved my head um, and uh, so uh, oh those were the days. No, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a real danger in being moderate Mm -hmm. about intoxication because you kind of never really perceive it as, like, losing control. Yeah. Because I hate losing control. I'm a control freak. Like, I I hate the feeling of being drunk, drunk. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of worse because I have this, like, false illusion, at least in myself, that I, like that I have control of the situation. Yeah. But like, I think right now I'm kind of coming to the point where I realize that I like have become dependent on regaining my personality with alcohol. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's kind of a problem. Yeah. 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 It's complicated. Um, it's, it's to the point that like I, you and Stephanie are like the only people up to this point, including now all the people who listen to this episode are the only people that I've talked about about this because uh, talked with about this because like even my therapist, like there's a part of me that's like scared of being just like, Hey, I don't necessarily know what my relationship to alcohol is. And yeah. um, 
And, like, it's not a therapist's job to, like, point at you and call you an alcoholic and everything. But um, but I don't, like, want that from him. Which yeah. also makes me think whether or not he's, like, the right therapist for me right now. Um, and there's also a part of me that's just, like, I don't want to get to a point, that, like, years down the line where I, like have to be sober like yeah. that like that's a huge thing yeah. yeah like being afraid of like losing your alcohol privileges yeah it's too bad yeah like yeah. there's there's the fear of just like at some point you're j- you're just gonna be like 40 and uh, yeah. just gonna yeah, have to not have drink. to be sober yeah and but god damn like i don't know what left. that means yeah. though like what what does that mean whether like are we yeah. too dependent on it or just like I yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. Th- that's a very, very real fear of like it's sad when your reason for wanting to like kind of chill it on the alcohol is that you're afraid that you're gonna lose your alcohol privileges. Yeah. It's a real thing. And like I also haven't really talked about it to anybody except uh-huh. for like Kyle. And even then with Kyle it's kind of been like, uh fuck you. Yeah, I can yeah, do whatever yeah, yeah, I yeah. want. Um but yeah, it's yeah, it yeah, it's it's kinda fucked up when your fear of like your fear of being consumed by alcohol comes from the fact that you're afraid that you're going to get your alcohol privileges revoked. Yeah. That you yourself at some point are going to have to be like, I can't anymore. Like this can't continue. Yeah. At the same time, maybe it's a good thing. Cause like, I feel like for me, I'm at the point where I'm realizing that I can't function. Like I am really fucking tired all the time and I don't do much Mm -hmm. and it's making me come across as though I'm really lazy Mm. Um, and I'm kind of not into that anymore. Yeah. Like I joke about it all the time, but like, I don't actually want to be perceived as lazy. Like yeah. I like, I feel like I poured myself into this album. I poured myself into work. I pour mm. myself into my relationship. We're like fucking, you've been the working so fucking hard and like, yeah, but I, I feel like my, like, I just feel non-functional right mm-hmm. now. And I, like part of it is probably just like exhaustion and I'm working myself to death, but there's really no other way around it. Like it's kind of that hustling period of like, I have to yeah, pour all of my free time into music if I want to make this a thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't have the mental capacity or the mental health for it. And it's like really fucking with me. Mm-hmm. So the alcohol has kind of come in a lot more in order to help me to be able to like have energy to do any of this. So I like, it's been good for me because I feel like I'm kind of in the place where I like I'm just like I desperately like I, I need to find another solution. Mm-hmm. Like I need to do something better because I don't want my alcohol privileges revoked. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I agree. Like I I completely feel that. Yeah. Um, and at times like I don't know. At times it's just like oh we're having a party like. I like it's fine. It's not a problem. Everyone's doing it right now. <laughs> like, yeah. And the problem is when no one else is doing it. Yeah. And that's the thing is that I didn't used to drink alone. Yeah. Like, and now I do definitely every I, day. I kind of did before for reasons um, during like uh, winter vacation and things like that yeah. where I, I was just like going through terrible shit and I would drink al- alone and stuff. Um, but yeah, my relationship with drinking alone has changed since like moving to champagne and everything. And yeah, especially yeah. living uh, completely by myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it genuinely does help to have Kyle and mm-hmm. I like, as much as like it kind of annoys me because he he's not great at listening. Yeah. Like sometimes I just need to like I mean he is great at listening because he like is actively listening and giving me advice. I don't want the advice. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, You're not ready to hear it. Yeah. To some extent. I like I kind of just need to vent and like be sad. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, that's another reason why I'm looking into therapy because <laughs> I need someone who's like just going to listen and isn't going to try to participate in the conversation. 